Hello and welcome to Moneyline. This is Matt McCall. We got a big show coming up today. We got Tech Tuesday, but a very special tech sector we're gonna talk about. Talking names, I mean, get your pen, your pencil, paper, everything out ready to go. We're also gonna have the breakout of the week. What sector is breaking out? You're gonna be surprised what we hear about. We're gonna do your Ask Matt questions. We have so much, there's so many tickers, so many stocks to be mentioned, and so much going on right now. Even though I throw a little Bitcoin. All coming up right now on Moneyline. The buck starts here. Moneyline with Matt McCall. All right, folks. Once again, this is Matt McCall. Thanks for joining me. It is Tuesday, January 26th. It's surprising that I know the date better down here where I don't even know what day of the week it is, but I know the date better than I do back home in Baltimore. It's, it's, it's quite fascinating. Uh, but it is January 26th. It is Tuesday. Uh, we have the markets right now. It is about what time? East Coast. 11.45 a.m. East Coast time. And the markets are basically flat. Uh, we have the S&P down about two or three points. Uh, the Dow's up a little. The Nasdaq's up slightly. Everything has changed um, less than 0.1%. Uh, so really not much movement. We were a little higher this morning, and we've kind of drifted a little bit. But uh, we're seeing a lot of consolidation uh, near high, which is not a bad thing. We've seen this kind of action in the last few months. You hit it high and you consolidate. Technically speaking, that's extremely positive. So I like what we're seeing. It is now earnings season, so we're going to see a lot of uh, big numbers. This is the biggest week, uh, in my opinion. A lot of big names coming out uh, in the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, Dow, real big names. So we're going to see the markets moving on that, and especially some individual stocks will be moving uh, based off uh, their uh, earnings. More importantly, their guidance going forward. So I don't want to dive too much into this. I'd rather look back at that uh, a little bit later. Um, the other thing is, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to see earnings as a whole, not so much specific companies quarter to quarter. You know, my philosophy is long term. So if you're a long term investor, say you hold for five years, and, and that's not even really that long term. Say you hold for five years, that means you have to hold through 20 quarterly earnings reports. They're not all going to be good. They're not all going to be bad. Uh, they're not all going to react the way that you think they're going to react. So. You can't really get caught up too much. If you see a trend of something happening from quarter to quarter, then it's a red flag. But from quarter to quarter, nobody really knows uh, what's going to happen. And sometimes these companies sandbag and they come in better than expected. Sometimes it's the opposite. They get a little too far ahead of themselves uh, and, and stocks fall even though the numbers are, are solid. So you got to look past the headlines and, and really dive into what the numbers are telling you. So today, what we're going to talk about, um, we're going to kind of skip over the market. We'll do more of a market uh, overview on Friday. Uh, we're going to get into uh, our Tech Tuesday, which is uh, one of our new segments we're going to try out. And then the, the SPAC attack is back. And uh, so we're going to talk about some SPACs. There's been uh, five, six, actually six deals this, this week so far, uh, potential deals, definitive agreements that have been put out there. And then we get the uh, little segment I like to call, it's again, new segment, the head scratch of the week. You're all going to know about what I'm talking about there. Then I got a little sectors breaking out and boy, oh boy, it looks good. It's a sector I've loved and I think it's still overlooked. And then we got the Ask Matt section where we got five stocks we're gonna cover. So we got quite a busy show in front of us, so let's jump into it. So for Tech Tuesday, the one area that, that kept popping up to me yesterday in technology is healthcare tech. And a stock that I have loved for many, many years, we've had it in a newsletter for many, many years, we actually got some more shares of it through a merger in, in one of our other newsletters is Teladoc, the world leader in telehealth. And we all know what happened during the pandemic where, you know, I, I talked about this a lot in, on the podcast and my newsletters. 
And again, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment down below. The more we get that, the better uh, viewers we get, the more uh, I can go to my production team and say, do some fun stuff. And I plan on being back into the studio the second week in February. So I'm actually going to leave Nicaragua at some point. I'll be back, but I'm going to leave it a little bit and, and uh, go back and do some videos for you all. So Teladoc broke out yesterday, actually the last two days, um, Friday and then uh, yesterday. Uh, it, it, was, it was stuck a, right below this all-time high around $240, $245, which it hit back in July before it announced the merger with a company by the name of Livongo. Uh, it's no longer around because a merger went through. That symbol though was LVGO. So Teladoc then kind of went sideways. People kept saying they overpaid for Livongo, and that's debatable. We'll see. I don't think they did. But it finally broke out Friday and then continued yesterday. Uh, we got as high as $290 this morning. And uh, man, oh man, you're looking back at uh, you know what we've, the, the ride that we've had on this uh, stock, uh, it's quite impressive because to me, this is a trend that I love way before a pandemic was even being sought up. Uh, you know, so for me, this, this was a trend that was already in place, was gonna be huge, but similar to a lot of our trends, it got um, accelerated because of what happened with the pandemic. People were forced to, instead of going to the doctor because they were trying to keep it down as much as possible so it wasn't, wouldn't spread, people were forced really to do telehealth. I did it for a few doctor's visits. I think it's fantastic. So for me, it's, it's, it's awesome. I, I truly, truly love it. And Teladoc's been a huge winner for us, like hundreds and hundreds of percent. We have in both investment opportunities and early stage investor, because an early stage investor, believe it or not, we own Livongo. And that was up over 300%. And then uh, the merger went through, so we decided to hold the shares of Teladoc uh, after the merger, post-merger. So it is in both services uh, right now. The breakout on big volume the last couple of days is huge. We could pull back and retest that breakout level around 260, but bigger picture is uh, these companies, these telehealth companies are the future uh, without a doubt. So another one that caught my eye yesterday because uh, we actually own some for full disclosure for our Penn Financial Group clients and that's up another 6% today and that's uh, Amwell, A-M-W-L. This is a smaller competitor to Teladoc. And it's an IPO from back in September. Uh, it IPO'd and it opened that day around 25. It got down to low 20s that week. Then it shot up to the high 40s, back down to about $20. Shot back up to 35, then pulled back to 25. We recently got into it. And now it's at 36.16, as I mentioned, up 6% today. Uh, this would be one of the best closes ever. Uh, even though it ran up to 40, it came down pretty quickly. Again, big volume, breaking out above the December high. This is the stuff you like to see, folks. And again, a company that's probably not on many people's radar because it is a recent IPO. Uh, it doesn't have the name recognition that the Teladoc does because that was around, obviously, during uh, COVID. Uh, but AMWL, Amwell, is, is the name of the company. It's an $8 billion company. And if I take a look at future growth, this is a reason that we bought it for clients. Uh, if we take a look at revenue for 2019, about $148 million uh, for 2019. If you look out to 2025, we're looking at about $750 million. So you could do the math there, it's about 5X in a matter of six years. That, that's some big return. Uh, so to me, and again, I, this is probably well below where it's actually gonna come in because telehealth is the future. I mean, it truly, truly is. And the penetration rate is still so low when it comes to it. 
So I looked at a couple other stocks out there that I thought were pretty interesting in the healthcare tech space because one thing that healthcare has lagged is technology. I've been to some doctor's offices that are amazing. You get the iPad when you walk in, boom, 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 everything's done. Uh, you have other ones where you're still writing in pen and paper, 40 pages, and then the, 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 the person at the front desk has to fill that out and put it in. I mean, that's just insane to me. Uh, it's really, it's a, it's a bifurcated type industry where some are moving ahead and some are not, but the percentages that are moving ahead is very low. Tabula Rasa Healthcare is another company that uh, is out there. It's TRHC. I believe I actually owned some of this back in the day. Uh, might have been, I can't remember what it was for, maybe a newsletter, but I, I, I do remember I had some exposure to it. It's a $1.2 billion company, and uh, they do uh, patient-specific data-driven technology uh, in the healthcare industry. But again, you look at a company like this, I love this, this, this price range, about $1.2 billion. Uh, you look at 2019, and they did about $284 million in sales. Uh, you're looking about $633 million in four years from now. Uh, so it's not huge top-line growth, 15%. Earnings looking to grow, bottom-line growth about 20%. But again, it's in a great niche area. It's a $1.2 billion company. Valuation-wise, it's pretty attractive compared to some of its peers. Uh, this one is up almost 6% today, too. So it's moving uh, on all this news. One that you don't think of as a pure healthcare play uh, in, in, in healthcare, uh, healthcare technology play is Nuance Communications, N-U-A-N. Uh, this is a, is a voice recognition software, but it's used in a lot of healthcare applications. So doctors or nurses or any other healthcare professionals, they use the voice and it takes notes. And it is a company that, that I really, really like for a lot of reasons, and it's had a hell of a run. Uh, it was down below 15 bucks in, uh, earlier in 2020, hit 50 last week. It's pulled back the last couple of days down 2.5% today, down to 47.12. It's got a ton of support between 44 and 45. It's got price support. It's got the 50-day simple moving average. Uh, you know, this might be one to take a look at uh, down in that area, just because again, it's got so much going for it. It's got the fact that it's voice recognition, which is uh, used in so many industries. Uh, it uses artificial intelligence. Uh, I, I mean, and and the, the ties that it has to healthcare. It's about a 13.8 billion dollar company. You're not seeing huge growth estimates going forward on the top line, only 3%. It's extremely low. I'd have to look into that a little more. The bottom line, though, earnings are looking for about 32% annual um, growth of the bottom line. So bit, that, that pushes me back a bit because of the revenue. But again, I think that number may be a bit off. But which one do you want to keep an eye on? Two more here to look at. Uh, one is uh, GDRX, which is... Good RX Holdings. Uh, this is one again, another. It's a recent IPO from September, and take a look at this. The stock ran up. It opened around forty-five dollars in September. It ran up just to below sixty, and then from there it pulled back, and then it gapped out in November, uh, all the way down to the low thirties. It's working its way back up. Had a huge day yesterday. Today it's up another one percent to fifty dollars and fifty cents. This would be the best close since the pullback that we had in December. It's about a $19.5 billion company, so it's a little bit bigger, uh, but it's a pretty interesting company. They uh, own and operate prescription drug comparison platforms where you can compare drugs, uh, get them sent out to you uh, for all types of ailments. And you know, there, there's, there's a thought process that Amazon really gets into this and other big companies, and it's gonna not be good for GoodRx. But I, I'll tell you what, you look at the growth potential, and man, oh man, uh, revenue in 2019, about 388 million. And look again to 2025, looking at 2.2 billion. 
big, big uh, top line growth, about 26.5%. Bottom line growth, annual earnings uh, growth, projected at 65.1%, all the way up to uh, losing money this year, losing uh, uh, about a dollar a share to uh, making about a buck and a quarter in 2025. So you're seeing that path of profitability in a company like this. High growth, uh, very interesting, a little bit of a choppy chart, but it is one, in my opinion, to keep an eye on. The last one here we're going to take a look at, this is actually a company that was a SPAC, and it recently uh, switched over to uh, the real company name, and it's called Hims and Hers Health. The symbol is Hims, H-I-M-S, and this is a pretty interesting company. It does basically delivery of, of healthcare products. Uh, they see top line continuing to climb in the coming years. Revenue projected this year about 179 million, and the company sees revenue in 2022 about 233 million. So you know, it's about 50, 50 million or so uh, gain year over year. So you're looking at about 30% gain year over year. But I believe uh, you'll see um, growth uh, continue to actually probably accelerate pr from that level. So it's currently, I believe, about a $1.2 billion company. Let me double check, Hims and Hers, symbol again, Hims, H-I-M-S, $1.6 billion company right now. And uh, again, you're looking at the, the revenue growth, it looks, Man, it's going to be pretty big growth going forward. So, so this is one I, I would like to keep an eye on. But they have that, you know, wellness products, uh, skincare products, sexual wellness products. You've probably seen the commercials for it. Uh, they also provide, you know, some uh, consumer goods such as candles and caps and sweaters and stuff like that. Uh, it's been around since 2013, based in California, San Fran. I want to keep an eye on it. It ran up um, on the news from a $10 SPAC price all the way up to just below 19. It has since pulled back the last couple, last week or so, it's pulled back from 18 and change down to 13. Today's trying to find a base around 1380. Um, got some support around 1250 to 13, so maybe it builds a base. It's got to build a base, but it's had some big selling the last couple of uh, days. So I don't want to catch a falling night, but it is one I would keep an eye on. So not your necessarily tech that you would think of, but it is kind of the future of healthcare, and there is some tech involved here as well. So again, just to recap, Teladoc, uh, the leader in telehealth, TDOC, Amwell, AMWL. This is kind of the up-and-comer of both telehealth companies. And again, full disclosure, I own some shares of Amwell, AMWL for our clients at Penn Financial Group. Uh, we did uh, Tabula Rasa, TRHC, Nuance Voice and AI, NUAN, and then GDRX, GoodRx, and then we just talked about hims and hers, symbol H-I-M-S. And I'll throw out actually an ETF too for you, which has some of these stocks and all of them in. It's the Robo Global Healthcare Technology and Innovation ETF, symbol HTEC. Uh, this is at a hell of a run. It was below 20 bucks at the bottom of March, and now it's at 48.20, so it's had a big, big move. But that's a basket. Again, when I looked at the ETF though, there was too many stocks in there I didn't like. Again, go back to building your own ETF, in my opinion. All right, so that's our first Tech Tuesday. We'll have more uh, every Tuesday. The SPAC attack is back, and I had to do this because there's a bunch of deals that, uh, that came out yesterday, and I'm going to go through these pretty quickly. Uh, the first one is symbol SPRQ, and uh, this, e or this SPAC, sorry, not ETF, this SPAC is Spartan Acquisition Corp 2. Uh, rallied up on the news, now it's at 1338, uh, that they're going to be merging with uh, Sunlight Financial. They do what's called B to B to C, so business to business to consumer. Uh, they provide a residential solar... Um, point of sale and financing for companies that then goes on to the consumer as well. Uh, projections here looking, uh, I gotta pull this closer to me, projections for uh, revenue 
Uh, this year it's estimated around 92 million up from 53 million last year and all the way up in 2023 to about 200 million. Uh, it looks like the enterprise value at 10 bucks is around 1.3 billion. So now it's about 1.76, billion. Uh, based off 2023 revenue estimates, you're looking at what? About eight times uh, sales. So a little pricey, but again, it's in solar. Uh, still a big way to go in solar. I've done some more research on it, but that deal uh, was announced uh, on Monday. Another one that was announced, and this was a big, big winner yesterday, and this is TS Innovations uh, Acquisitions Corp. It's down today, but it was up big yesterday. It's at 14 bucks now. Uh, they announced uh, a, a definitive agreement with Latch, L-A-T-C-H. Uh, it's an enterprise uh, SaaS provider, so software as a service uh, for buildings and residences. So they, they connect everything, and it's great because when it comes to these building residences, I know with my condo, I have uh, certain things I can just pay everything there, I can get in, I can unlock doors with it. It is really fantastic. Uh, at 10 bucks, it's got an enterprise value, just over $1 billion. And if you take a look here, it's pretty pretty interesting. Last year, they did about 15 million in sales. This year, 18 million, not big. Next year, 49 million estimate, but then it takes off to 2025, 877 million. So I really like that, and I see why they rallied on that news. Uh, one, that it's a play on housing, it's a play on uh, software. A lot of good things here at this one. Again, none of these are buy recommendations. Nothing ever says a buy recommendation. Uh, I'm just sharing with you what's going on in the last couple of days here, uh, basically in, in the SPAC world. Another one, uh, WPF is a symbol, and this is um, fully Trezamine Acquisition Corp. Uh, it rallied up to 14.5, it's down to 12.11 today. Down again, about 6% today. Uh, they announced the definitive agreement with uh, Adelight. It's a cloud-based provider of integrated digital human capital and business solutions. It serves about uh, over 30 million people. Enterprise value at 10 bucks, about 7.4 billion. So it's a, it's a pretty big one. And um, we take a look at this here. You have the uh, revenue estimate this year, 330 million. Uh, two, three years up to about 743 million. But again, much higher valuation. Uh, it's one that doesn't have me too excited, to be honest with you. Uh, the other one uh, we're talking about is Ion Acquisition Corp. This has been rumored already to uh, have a uh, agreement with uh, Taboola, and that's the world's largest content discovery platform. They serve over 450 billion um, recommendations, over 1.4 billion unique visitors every month. Taboola gets, you know, it's, it's like online advertising. Uh, current valuation at 10 bucks would be about 2 billion. It's up around 15 now, so actually it's, it's still up. It hit 17 yesterday, so it's got a valuation now about 3 billion, and uh, estimates are for 379 million in. in in revenue this year, or sorry, 2020, did 296 in 2019. This year, about 445 up to 516 in 2022. So, this one I definitely keep an eye on. I like that company a lot. And then the fifth one yesterday was Hillman, and that's the they're a distributor of hardware and home improvement products, uh, protective equipment, and they also work with robotic kiosk technologies. Uh, valuation at 10 bucks of this one is about 2.6 billion. It's at 1051. This one didn't get a real big bump on uh, on the news. Um, again, symbols LCY, Lincadia Holdings 3. Uh, on this one, sales in uh, 2018, 1.2 billion, up to about 1.5 billion uh, two years from now. So again, you're not seeing huge growth. It's more of a slow one. But this one might be something you wanna keep an eye on just because again, it's got some good numbers already, uh, already coming in. And then one more uh, was, uh, I mean, it's kind of like rumored out there, not even announced, but it's, it's rumored out there today, uh, this morning, and that is uh, the symbol ASPL, 
aspiration consumer lifestyle. And that one's up about 4.4% to 10.74. And uh, there is a uh, rumor out that it's gonna have a deal with uh, the private jet company called Wheels Up. You probably heard of it. Uh, you see some of the PGA golfers, they have uh, wheels up on their hats and their shirts and stuff. Uh, so wheels up and, and it'll be about a $2 billion deal. Uh, I like this actually. If this goes through, I think the stock that pops on it, and that's ASPL. There was also some rumors back in the day that I was reading that this one could have uh, merged with Goop, G-O-O-P, which is a big lifestyle brand as well. So we'll see. Uh, I think this one's got some uh, good potential in front of it here. Uh, again, it's up 4% today, but it's one to keep an eye on. But uh, again, that's our uh, SPAC attack for Tuesday, January 26th. I gotta tell you, I mean, they, they, this, this industry just continues to rock and roll and people are calling top and calling bubble. I think it's BS. Uh, for me, there's gonna be a lot of great SPACs and a lot of bad SPACs. But if you do it right and you pick the right ones, man, I gotta tell you, I really think there's a lot of great opportunity out there. So that's my view. And um, now to what I call the head scratcher of the week. I mean, if you don't know what I'm talking about here already, uh, you probably are sleeping in a cave or something, but GameStop, symbol GME. I mean, this stock in August was at four bucks. Yesterday, it hit almost 160. <laughs> I mean, 40X. Did something happen in GameStop's business model that I didn't know of? Did the internet break and that people can't buy games or play games online? We have to go back to buying consoles and buying actual games at the store. I used to go to GameStop when I was a kid uh, for computer games. I never got into video games, but for computer stuff. Um, it's now about a $4.5 billion company. Its revenue forecast, which is fantastic, of only 5.5% growth in the next couple of years. That's nothing. I just can't believe it's actually even that high. If you take a look at revenue, fiscal year 2020, which just recently ended in January, it was the lowest revenue in over a decade. So the things are going the wrong way here. Uh, this year, I project to be even lower, basically flat the next two years. Um, they're losing about $2.10 this year, uh, fiscal 21, that is, the year we're in right now. Fiscal 2022, they're projected to lose $0.17. Cents. Fiscal 2023, if they're even still around, uh, they're projected to make a buck twelve a share, but it, this is with one analyst. I, I'd take that with a grain of salt. I mean, this is a dying business model. Um, it's, it's unbelievable. So maybe at, in August at 4 bucks was a deep value play. A very easy could have been a value trap. Um, but you probably have heard of Wall Street Bets. It's a subreddit. The guy who's living below me right here, uh, he is an executive of a company based up in Canada. But him and I talk stocks all day and talk business when I see him. Um, he is all about this Wall Street bets. It's a subreddit. So I'm not a Reddit guy. I don't do it. I find it so hard to read, but I have to follow it. I have one of my analysts right now uh, working on following it just so we can get some more information out of it. But they've got 2.2 million users. I think they call them degenerates, but users, where they talk stocks and they'll pump these things up. GameStop has been one that they've just been pumping up and killing the shorts. To me, this is a short squeeze, meaning there's so many people short the stock that when a stock goes down, they make money, but when it goes up, they're losing money infinitely. And for them to get out of the short, you have to buy the stock back. So there's already a mass amount of buyers, and then all the shorts have to buy too, so it creates a short squeeze and stocks go nuts. This, though, is just pure manipulation of some asinine thing. I mean. I, I, I don't short stocks typically or buy puts or anything uh, for myself. It's just, I, I have too many other things going on. But my God, I mean, but this thing could go to 160, I wouldn't be surprised. It could be at six bucks and I wouldn't be surprised. I think in the long term, if you're buying this stock for a long term play, uh, I think uh, you should be scratching your head and, and kind of getting your head checked. Because, uh, yeah, I don't know where it goes today or tomorrow. I can't believe it's up another 17.5% today. 
But the point is, this company is a dying company. It's in a dying business model, and it's not worth four and a half billion dollars. The bottom line uh, is it worth something? Sure, potentially. But again, it's only worth what somebody's willing to pay for it today, and somebody's willing to pay ninety bucks for it right now. Uh, that's again, I think that person needs to get their head checked. This should be the head check segment, the head scratch check segment. Head check. Uh, you know, some of the other ones in there that have been moving. Um, that you know, this this Wall Street Reddit, uh, Wall Street bets Reddit has been Express EXPR, the dying business there. Uh, it shot up from a buck and a quarter, almost four dollars and fifty cents yesterday. It's down thirty percent today at two dollars and ninety four cents. But there's been a couple others out there. Blackberry's one, BB. People hate that I don't like it. I don't like it. This one shot up from seven bucks to over twenty bucks yesterday. It's down today to around seventeen and a half. I just, I don't, I don't, I think they're dying business models, and it's almost like it's crazy that this is happening. But yeah, it is what it is. But that's my uh, get your head checked moment of the week. Now, a breakout of the week for a, a sector. I'm going to talk more about this, and I might even do it Friday or next Tuesday. But I want to just point it out. And this is 3D printing. You know, I've been talking about this for a while. I'm very high on it. Uh, the 3D printing ETF by Arc, which I love, is PRNT. Uh, it's rallying yesterday to a new, uh, new high, breaking out the best level ever. If you take a look back in March, this ETF was below 15 bucks. Now it's around $41. It's had a hell of a run, but you know some of the stocks that I really like and we have in the newsletter, uh, one that, that it caught my eye, and this is one, we, again, we own for clients. Not recommending this at all. This is just one we own for clients at Penn Financial Group. And we're having a hell of a run. It's up over 4% today. It's Proto Labs, P-R-L-B. And, and this is one that broke out yesterday, following through again today. It's had huge volume coming into the stock over the last month. And man, oh man, it's a play on 3D printing and, and industrial 3D printing. Uh, this, is, this is the future for industries, especially if we're going to do more uh, this Buy American that Biden is pushing. If we're going to disrupt the supply chain and not have to rely on other countries, it's all about 3D printing, folks. So I'm gonna delve more into this in a later uh, a later podcast, but I want to talk about that because I saw the breakout, I saw the big volume, and man, oh man, that there's something going on there. So, uh, and there has been for a long time. So now, to the final segment of Ask Matt, I'd like to wrap up with this. So I went through this, the the Twitter, and it's at Matthew McCall, and I try to take ones that people liked a lot. So I try to get to as many people as possible. So these, that's where these came from. Uh, first one is Bridgetown Holdings. No <laughs> kidding, it's a SPAC. BTWN, uh, they have an agreement to merge with Tokopedia. It's a large e-commerce company in Indonesia, which as many of you know, Indonesia is one of the most populous countries in the world, believe it or not. Uh, SoftBank, one of the large Japanese um, uh, investment firms, is a large uh, investor in, this, in Tokopedia. It rallied in the news up to 26 bucks, came all the way back down. Then it rallied up to 18. Uh, it's now down around 14 bucks. And uh, I don't want to say to stay away from, but it's just not one that excites me overly right now. I don't know that much about the company, so it's one I would stay away from right here. Uh, I think there's other SPACs out there and other companies that are just they're above it for me. So uh, if you have a nice gain, you know maybe it takes them off the table, but uh, it doesn't mean it's not going to go higher. I just think there's better opportunities out there. Another one keep asking, people keep asking about is XPeng, symbol XPEV, which is one of the uh, publicly traded Chinese um, vehicle companies, concentrating uh, on EVs, electric vehicles. Rallied up big from 20 to 70, then it pulled back to 40, and now we're around 55 or so, 54. So it's kind of in the middle of the range. Uh, I still like the company. Um, this is one I don't have any exposure to and never have. Uh, I own some Li Auto Li back in the day for myself, but I don't have any exposure to that right now. 
Uh, I, I love EVs. Uh, I love China uh, as far from an investment standpoint. This is a $42 billion company. You take a look at, again, at potential future growth. Uh, last year, so I say 2019, revenue of 2.3 billion uh, Chinese yuan. And so from 2019 to 2025, from 2.3 to 77 billion uh, yuan. And uh, that's with two analysts covering it. But I mean, it's huge, huge potential upside. Uh, annual revenue growth over 42%, annual bottom line growth 55.6%. So if it falls in line with that, yeah, this stock goes much higher, easily triple digits. So it is one I definitely have on a watch list. I just think because they're so volatile, you're buying any type of weakness for something like this. Speaking of vehicles, uh, this is a spec that a lot of people, there's a lot of rumors out there, a lot of people talking about it. And this is uh, CCIV, Churchill Capital Corp 4, um, CCIV. And this has gone from 10 bucks to 27. Uh, it's falling today down 6% to about 23 and a half right now. It was down to 22 uh, and change earlier this morning uh, because now the rumor is saying they, they may not merge with Lucid Motors, L-U-C-I-D. Uh, if they do merge with Lucid Motors, yeah, it's probably gonna shoot back up to the high 20s, if not 30. If this deal falls through, it's in a lot of trouble. Somebody tweeted at me this week or in the last few days uh, that I said the deal's not going through to stay away. I don't know if the deal's going through or not. It's a rumor. <laughs> Shit, nobody knows if it's going through or not, unless you're an insider. Uh, I will say that if the deal doesn't go through, the stock, this stock, this SPAC, let's call it, gets killed. Um, and it gets, probably falls down 15, 20, if not 40%. So I think the, the, the downside risk is very high and the upside risk is not much more, or upside potential, sorry, is not much more, that that's why I'd stay away from it here. If you own it, it's one thing, but I just think the downside potential is big. And uh, that's why I'd stay away. If you, if you have some, maybe take half off the table, let it go. Uh, but again, that's, that's how I'm looking at this. Uh, a lot of questions on Insego. INSG is the company. It's a small 5G company. This is one that we have uh, for early stage investors, subscribers. We've had a hell of a run on it. We've had a big gain on this one. Uh, broke out yesterday to uh, the best level we've seen in, in over a decade since 2007. Uh, this was down to a very uh, low $4 uh, in March. Again, now at $20.50. Uh, I still like this. Earnings per share growth going forward, 116%. Revenue growth, 19%. Um, yeah, I mean, we added to the ESI, early stage investor, on uh, February 5th of 2020. So less than a year ago, and we're up uh, about 170%. We added about $70.70 a share. So about 170%. Uh, I'm not saying to buy here at all, but uh, I, I like it. We're, we're going to hold on to it, but I uh, want to keep an eye on. And then the number four we have here uh, is Thunder Bridge Acquisition Corp. A lot of people keep asking about this as well. Uh, and, and the symbol on this one, <coughs> excuse me, uh, THBR. And uh, this, this is getting uh, hit the last couple of days. Uh, it's, it's set to merge uh, with... Um, Indie Semiconductor, spelled I-N-D-I-E, Indie Semiconductor. And if you take a look at this, um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, the, the deal implies about a $1.4 billion valuation. There's some pipe money coming into it. Um, it it's automotive sector and software industry, uh, so it's in the areas I like. It's pulled back from 15 down to around 12 right now, 1190 to be exact. I have to see what goes on here. It's, it's it's amazing to me that's pulled back this much because it is in very niche area. I have to look into India a little bit more and see you know, what their future growth potential is and how they've done. Uh, but it is one I would definitely put on my watch list and keep an eye on. One more because I usually do five questions, but this sixth one's a good question. Somebody asked, 
how many socks should I own? And you know, as you know, uh, I can't give any personal advice ever. Uh, this is just general, uh, and this is you know, infotainment, if you will, just kind of giving you information, and you need to go do your due diligence. Uh, no buys, no sell recommendations here. I give you my view, and you do your own. Uh, don't ever buy because some guy on, on a podcast told you to. When I had a radio show, people called me a piss, and they, you talked about that stock and said you liked it. I lost money. Well, the fact that you're listening to some schmuck on the radio, and I'm not saying I'm a schmuck, but you know, it's, 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 you don't know me from anybody else. Like at that time in the radio, you know, so you don't take that advice. It's not that easy. You have to do your own homework. If you find an idea from me, do your own homework, and it fits what you're doing, and it fits your due diligence, then shit, go ahead and do whatever you want to do. It's your money. But uh, please, just don't take purely blind advice from, from anybody without doing due diligence. Even your advisor. You obviously do due diligence on your advisor before you pick your financial advisor. I know people do on me before they pick me. Um, so it's, it's, it's good to do that. But people ask how many stocks to own. I'll give you an idea of, of, of in general, and every, you know, every client at Penn Financial Group is different. Uh, not one portfolio is the same because we base it on long-term goals, risk tolerance, diff different uh, um, catalysts uh, that, that can, or different um, uh, things that can move, our, move the needle with, with their financial situation. So in general though, what I'll say if I'm building a stock portfolio, 25 to 30 positions. Uh, we usually start each new position around 4%. Uh, we're building an amazing SPAC portfolio for clients right now and we're starting each one at 2% because it's a little bit of a different plan. Um, and when it comes to the newsletter, a lot of times we'll have, let's say, a 5G portfolio, we'll have seven stocks in it. The way that I go about this, if you, if you have $100,000 and you want to put, um, let's say, 5000 into uh, 5G, don't go buy the 5G ETF and pay the fee of that. Um, of, of the, you know, the ETFs cost money. Uh, not commission to buy and sell, but they cost money. There's, a, there's an expense ratio. I would say you'd much rather build your own. So take our ETF um, recommendations we have and pick five or seven. Say it's five to keep it easy and put a thousand in each. You still have 5,000 into that, 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 that area you want to invest in, but instead of doing one stock or one ETF, it's your five stocks you want to own. Not the five stocks in ETF you like and the 35 you don't. So you're building your own. That's one way to go about it. If you're just picking pure stocks like I do for a lot of clients, about 25 to 30 is, I think, is think a good number. But again, it's different for everybody. And there may be some areas where um, I say I want to put 8% into biotech, and I don't buy two biotech stocks at 4%, I buy four at two. Um, you know, so it's, it just really depends on, on the situation, the person. Uh, but again, you don't want to have too many because what happens is if you have too many, you revert back to the mean, and then every time you add another stock, you're not actually lowering risk. You're not adding any added diversification to it. Uh, if anything, you're losing uh, reward upside, so your reward to risk ratio goes down. Now, a lot of studies show if you're in a diversified portfolio, low 30s, uh, you get in the low 30s amount of stocks, you start kind of getting to where you really need to be. And that's what I believe, uh, really, between 25 and 35, there's a good happy me meeting right in the middle there that I think you come up with. But again, everybody's different, so you gotta do, do you, but in, in general, I think that's a, a good just kind of starting point for you. But again, folks, Thank you so much for watching and listening. Don't forget, we did Tech Tuesday Healthcare. We did the SPAC attack. Uh, we talked about the get your head checked of the week, GameStop. Be careful with that stuff. Breakout of the week right now is 3D printing. I'm going to talk about that more. And probably Friday or probably Tuesday show, I'll do Tech Tuesday, and we'll talk about 3D printing. And, of course, the Ask Mac questions. Again, nothing's buy or sell recommendations here. This is infotainment giving you as much information to get you started and down that path of financial freedom. 
Have a wonderful damn day. It is the 26th of January. It is a Tuesday. It's about 12.20 right now, East Coast time. I have not eaten yet today. I'm gonna go make my eggs and my rice and my beans and then I'm gonna get back to work. Uh, we got a lot of work to do. I got my watch list right here for clients I'm building. There's so many good stocks. I had a little bit of pullback in some of these stocks and I see some great damn opportunities right now, folks. So uh, things are good, be happy. We're making money along the way. Market's right now down and mixed. NASDAQ up a little, S&P down a little. Things are good. Have a wonderful day. I'll see you all Friday. Go give somebody a hug. Tell them you love them. Be safe. Until then, I'm Matt McCall, and that was your Money Line. Money Line with Matt McCall. Matt McCall. To find more information, head over to McCallMoneyWire.com. That's McCallMoneyWire.com.